Hey guys, the show is about ready to start, but really quick, I wanted to grab your attention, tell you to have a pencil and paper ready. I have some very important information you're going to want to stick around for after the show regarding updated contact information, websites, and more. Everything's changed. Holy cow. What do I mean? Everything's ready to start. I gotta run. Stick around after the show and I'll get you filled in. Welcome to this podcast. Get ready. Here we go. GOST Radio proudly presents Random Illusions, the podcast where the occult community goes for its listening pleasure. I'm your host, Shasta Ray. Grab a cup of coffee, grab a cup of tea, or grab a glass of wine at the end of a long day if that's what you want to do. Kick back, settle in, and hang out with me for just a little bit while we chat it up about magic. Hello, magical peopleoids out there. Welcome to episode 7. It's been a busy week for me, but I'm proud to announce that I'm sitting here having a nice hot cup of decaf coffee with Edgar Allan Poe. Well, I bought myself an Edgar Allan Poe coffee cup. It's pretty cool. I was really happy about it, so I brought it along to the recording tonight. My giant dog Rex is over here. He is cheering me on while he eats his cookies. And micro dog Uno the Chihuahua. She was grumpy, so she didn't want to come to the studio tonight. So she's watching TV. Other than that, I think we're ready to rock. So yeah, I think first and foremost, I'm going to announce that I bought myself a new microphone so that the sound quality is a little bit better. I've been working with a really, really, really super cheap microphone. I haven't been happy with it, but I got myself a decent one. It was recommended by my host site, Buzzsprout. If any of you are interested in starting your own podcast, please consider them. Their customer service is stellar, and they put out really cool, helpful YouTube videos on getting started and doing stuff and how to do a podcast. And this is one of the microphones they recommended. It is a Samson Q2U, and I'm really happy with it. I did a couple sound checks, and I'm real real thrilled. It sounds good, as far as I can tell. My headphones plug right into the microphone, so it's kind of something new I'm getting used to here. So uh, we're starting to get a little bit more listener feedback, and I'm going to change up a few things this time around, uh, just a little bit, and I'm going to add a new segment for listener participation. That's going to be exciting. I'll get to that in a little bit. So this week, I'm going to do a couple of follow-up book review stuff. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on some of this. This might be a little bit quicker of an episode. I wanted to go back. I had mentioned a couple of sigil books a couple episodes, a few episodes ago. I said I was going to work with these a little bit. And you know what? I'm going to just say sometimes a book could be really good and some people might really like it. It might really work for them. Other times it may work, but it just doesn't resonate with you. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, It's not that I'm bashing anybody or slamming their books or anything. I just like to be really real about it and transparent about what works and doesn't work for me. But by all means, I encourage people to explore something if it strikes your fancy. So the first one I had mentioned was K.P. Theodore and the Erebus Society. Uh, The name of the book is The Fundamental Book of Sigil Magic. And while it does have a couple good ways of creating sigils that I recommend... It's not bad at all as far as if you want to do that. It doesn't spend a lot of time on that. Um, It's kind of full of sigils that the author created. And they just 
they're not my thing. I, I work with more traditional sigils and my own sigils. So I'm not knocking it, but I just haven't been able to get into it and it hasn't been able to hold my focus. So we're just going to set that over there. The second one was Practical Sigil Magic by Freighter UD. And here again, bulk of this book, I'm not real crazy about. It just doesn't hold my interest. But I really, really, really like the different ways that this author gives on how to create your sigils. And he does have a number of different suggestions in here, ideas to try. So it's valuable in that sense. But some of it, it's just either not my thing or it just isn't holding my interest and I don't really have a good reason why. I'll try to go back over it again later. Maybe it could be uh, it's just not a good time. But I do have the books and I'm going to keep them so I can refer to them later. couple other books I wanted to mention. I'm not going to spend much time on these, but they get honorable mention in case anyone out there is interested. I've heard a lot of people lately, just in different forums and such, talk about they're interested in candle magic, they practice candle magic. It is a form of magic that you can generate from yourself, uh, your own intentions. You don't need to call upon any spirits if you don't want to, so if that makes you nervous, this might be for you. The first one is a little bit more thick, and it's called Advanced Candle Magic. It is by Ray Buckland. I've had this one for a few years. I haven't used it a whole lot, but I've been kind of flipping through it this past week or so, and it's it's pretty detailed. It's got a lot of stuff in here. It's got pretty much everything, at least touching on it, different methods, different uh, ways to make candles, different information about candles. It has magical alphabets. It has a number of magical alphabets. So when you want to write out a petition and burn it or however you want to process it, it's got magical squares and explains that uh, a little bit on crystals. Not much, I don't think. But it's worth looking into, and I'll probably explore that as time goes on. Um, this creation of this podcast has kind of renewed my interest in books that I've just kind of ignored all this time. And I pulled this off the shelf the other day, so I haven't had uh, much time to get into it. He does mention herbs in it, plants, uh, planetary hours, colors, symbolism, that sort of thing. So if if you are into any of that or curious about any of it, it's a good one-stop shop for candle magic references, and it's not a bad book. I'll put that in the show notes with its ISBN author and the title again. Back of this one says that it originally sold for $12.95. I did not take any time to look it up on Amazon to see what it's uh, selling for right now, so if I find a good link, I'll put a link there with it. That's That's that. Another one, this is a little bit more obscure. It may not resonate with everyone. It's The Art of Hoodoo Candle Magic. And hoodoo is very specific. It has roots going all the way back to Africa. And then during the slave trade, when Africans were brought here and forced into Christianity, they still held on to their original beliefs and their magic workings via herbs, roots, crystals, various things. And incorporated it into the Christian religion. So they use some Bible verses and stuff, and it's highly effective magic. You need to have a lot of respect for this magic and for its history. But it is very interesting, and this has a ton of different crystal, or not crystal, candle techniques. There's divination techniques, a lot of different things to try, read, a little bit of history. Highly recommend it. It may not be for everyone, so I will also put the information in there for anyone that may be interested in this one. Uh, what else do I got here? 
This is a new one. It came to me past week. I haven't cracked it open yet. So I'm going to be looking at this one in the upcoming week or so because we've been talking about crystals. It is Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Crystal Gem and Metal Magic by Scott Cunningham. Here again, I haven't really looked into it much. It looks like it's got a lot of information. It's got different crystals, the folk name, the type of energy, the planet reference, element reference, deity reference, powers that it holds, uh, has some magical ritual lore uses, and that's about it. But it's pretty thorough and looks like it's got a ton of information in it. So I'm anxious to kind of give that one a look at. And then I've been mentioning that we've got, well, spring is here now, and I want to get into a little bit of garden magic. Any of you gardeners out there, please feel free to contact me, magic, M-A-G-I-C-K, at randomillusions.com. If you raise any particular plants for your garden for magical purposes, what they are, what they do, and how easy or difficult they are to grow. And I was, I've been kind of reviewing some books I've had that are magic herbal books, plant books. One is called Plants of the Devil by Corinne, Corinne Boyer. I have not gotten into this one much yet. This is another one on the up and coming list, but it looks like it has some information not only with the folklore, but uses of various plants and how it comes into play with. And mostly I think they refer to it as witchcraft, but it's all magic. So, and I think it has some deity stuff in here, but I haven't gotten into it too much. Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs by Scott Cunningham. There's Cunningham again. So I'm not as impressed uh, with this one as I was with the Crystal Magic book I just mentioned. This one's really kind of abbreviated. It has really, really high ratings, but it doesn't have that much information that I'm happy with. It has like a small little blurb about magical uses, and a lot of it seems to be more of the older folklore references. It's it's not really geared for a ton of information in modern day magical use. You can get a lot out of it, I would imagine. So it does have some stuff in there, but it's just not super detailed and it doesn't really tell you how to use it all that much. Here's one, oats. So it's got all that information, magical uses, use ends prosperity and money spells, and that's all it gives you. So it feels incomplete to me, but I'll probably keep it as a reference. Um, the back has some reference indexes that are arranged kind of interesting. So like if you're looking for a magical intention and a plant to go with it, it's kind of got some of those references. So it's not all lost and I'm here again, I'm not bashing it. It's just not something that I would probably gravitate to normally. Sometimes when you buy stuff online, you just don't know what you're going to get. Here's another hoodoo book. Hoodoo Herb and Root Magic. And it's a really nice big book. It's got traditional formulatory giving the spiritual uses of natural herbs, roots, minerals, and zoological curios by Catherine Ironwood. And this one's pretty thorough. It's another hoodoo reference, but it's got how to use stuff, different names for things, references, more in the hoodoo tradition. But it it strikes me as not that bad of a book to keep on hand. It describes how it's traditionally used in hoodoo, and that can cross over into different magical practices. So this does have a lot of value also. It has a reference of 500 herbs, roots, minerals, and rare zoological curios. So I'll probably read that too. All right, enough of that. 
One other reference I wanted to mention is I had mentioned the book Love is in the Earth by Melody. I think I mentioned it on our third episode. I'm not sure now. And I had referenced that I was able to purchase it for, what was it, $24.95? Yeah, $22.95. And I purchased it off of Amazon about four years ago for $24, brand new, which is a steal. I mean, it, it's a couple bucks more than the original price on it, but it's still really cheap. When I went back and looked for it after I did the podcast episode about it, um, this thing is now selling for over $70 as a paperback. I don't know why. Books kind of go in and out of print depending on demand. And then what's kind of strange that I've noticed over the recent years is a lot of these different used sites, eBay, Amazon, they all seem to have the same price tags on the same things in the same condition. So I'm not sure how they reference or price things as a structure, but it seems like they reference each other and they all stay in conjunction with the same title and the same basic pricing for what you're getting. So I would say if you are someone that's on Amazon and you've got a wish list, you could put this book on your wish list or you could put it in your basket and save for later. Sometimes when you have something that's, yeah, you're kind of on the fence about, um, Amazon can kind of see that you're thinking about it but you're not there yet, they'll throw a flash sale, they'll drop the price, they'll send you a notice, and then you can catch it at a huge discount sometimes. So it's worth doing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what else do we got here today? Ah, yes. The ongoing saga of the money magic experiment for the podcast listeners. We got some more people writing in. So we have an anonymous listener who won $6 in a, lo a lottery-type game, lottery ticket. Congratulations, anonymous listener. Edward wrote me and said that he won some money on a couple of scratch tickets, but he did not specify an amount. And someone also paid him back some money that was owed to him. So congratulations, Edward. I'm happy for you. I, myself, tump -da -da -dum, I won $40, and guess how I did it? I started playing a lottery game called Pick 3, and you only pick three numbers, each one being single digits, so one through zero, and you can play it different ways. At first, I thought I'd won $80, but I, the way I'd placed my money on the game, it split it up so I could win two different ways, and I won by matching all three numbers in random order, and I did use all of the lucky numbers for those picks, so right on. I also found a nickel. Um, we put that in Rex's college fund, but I did win that, and I took a picture of the lottery ticket, and I've been saving all the tea tags and the fortune cookie slips with the numbers on them, so I took a picture of it with the fortune cookie slip, and I have not gotten around to posting that on the Facebook page. I'm going to try to do that in the next day or two, but I was really psyched about it. I wanted to announce it here first before I posted the photo, so yay, that was awesome. You have no idea how stoked. I was jumping around. I was screaming. Dogs thought I was crazy. That was a fun day. So yay, here we go again. Let's reiterate some of this money magic that we're doing. It's for all listeners of this podcast. And what I'm wanting to do is generate winnings in the form of rebates, huge discounts on stuff you're going to buy anyway. You might get a really surprised sale price or clearance price. Maybe you'll find something in brand new condition used for next to nothing. Anything that saves you money, because that's money in the pocket, right? It could be gifts that are valuable, money that's gifted to you, money that you find. 
anything of value to you that's going to come your way. And especially for fun, uh, any kind of lottery game or scratch ticket that you can purchase at any, you know, gas station, convenience store type of a thing as well as included in that. So yeah, we're starting to see winnings, you know, small little winnings on some of those gamey things. That's really awesome. And if you want to participate in this, you can send intention. Just focus your intention on listeners of Random Illusions podcasts have money flowing into their lives in unexpected ways. If you're doing any kind of money magic as it is or a ritual or spell work, you can simply put a clause in there saying, I request that 1% of the results from this ritual be donated back to the Random Illusions podcast listeners. It's just intention. You don't have to do anything crazy or hard. It's putting that energy out there so we can all benefit from it. And the way magic works, it's hard to explain, but it just seems like it compounds on itself exponentially. Once you get that momentum going, it just keeps going and going and going. All different kinds of magic, not just this. And part of the reason I'm putting these obscure ways of money coming in is because I really want to emphasize that no matter what magic you're doing, no matter what kind of rituals, spell work, whatever your thing is, Sometimes you got to look outside the box for those results. So you might do some money magic and think that you're not getting results, but then you're getting huge amounts back on your tax returns. You're getting huge discounts all over the place on stuff you're going to buy anyway. You maybe have someone that pays you back something they owe you, like Edward had happened to him, or someone will gift you something. You'll get a, I got a rebate that I wasn't expecting a couple months ago that was kind of really cool. It was only 15 bucks, but it was a little gift card. Look for stuff like that. Look for the unexpected. You'll be walking along. You're going to find a quarter on the ground. You're going to find a dime on the ground, anything. And when you recognize stuff, and that's why I've been recognizing everyone that writes in, when we recognize stuff and you acknowledge those results, it helps bring in more results. Even when you do different magic for other things, When you start using your insight and your intuition and your imagination towards all of it and you start seeing things outside of the box, it helps you recognize other results when you do other rituals. So it's just kind of a a good example of how to start getting yourself in that train of thought. So with that said, and kind of on the same topic here, if you're going to be structuring some magic for yourself, no matter what it is, think on it for a little bit, put a little bit of thought into it and One way that people fail to see any kind of results from their magic or they feel like it failed, sometimes we narrow the possibilities down so small that we kind of make it almost impossible for it to flow into our lives. Whenever you do anything, focus on the end result you're after. Don't put any instructions in it, especially if you're working with spirits, because they can see stuff that we can't. They can see pathways that we can't energy-wise. And when you start dictating, well, this is going to happen, and it has to go this way, and this step, and this step, and and then it has to happen this way, and you fixate on this sort of how it's going to manifest, you limit everything. The universe, or if you're working with spirits, can do things in such a way that you may never have even dreamed in your wildest dreams. But look for the results. All you're after is the results. Let the the universe, let the spirits do their work and figure out the best way for that to manifest. And don't worry about the mechanics of how it's going to get to you. Just focus on what you want as an end result. That's how you want to do pretty much all the magic you're after. So yeah, chew on that, mill that over a little bit, see how that fits. Start thinking in terms of when you do magic, 
just focus on the end result you're after. And with money, it may not be about money. Sometimes the money, that can get a little tricky. You uh, might be needing to focus on what it is that money is going to do for you. It might be easier to focus on the repairs you need on your roof or the uh, new garage you need to build on the side of your house or something and picture that and then allow the money to come into your life to fix that problem or to fix that thing that you need to purchase or you know make it happen for you, whatever it may be. Maybe it's a new car. Uh, whatever it is, focus on the end result that you want to manifest don't just say, oh, I need money. You can focus on a particular amount of money. Maybe you need to get caught up on your bills. So focus on getting all those bills paid and a $0 balance on everything you owe. You're not in debt anymore. Sometimes that works. A lot of times when you're first starting out, focus on that end result, what you're ultimately after instead of, oh, I need X amount of money. If done right, you can manifest that dollar amount. But a lot of times with our psychology, us as humans, it works better to focus on whatever it is you're trying to achieve with money. Sometimes that's what it's actually boiling down to. And then uh, if you're doing magic for other things, focus on whatever that end result is. Start really thinking about it. Sometimes the end result isn't exactly what we originally thought. Sometimes a little self-psychology you have to go through for that. And that, that can be kind of fun to pick apart. But that's where your insight, intuition, and imagination come into play. And we're going to touch on those three things in upcoming episodes. What else do I got here? We're kind of getting towards the end of our time for today. Oh, yes, the new segment. Now, I know I acknowledge that I have not gotten into spirit work yet. We're quite a ways off from that. I am going to bring up the different kinds of spirit work, and we're going to put focus on that later on in the podcast life. But for now, we're doing the simple stuff. But I have had a couple requests come in. A lot of people, when they're doing spirit work for a reward for that spirit for helping them, public praise is a really good way to acknowledge the magic that occurred and you know, let that spirit know that you appreciate what they did for you. So we do that in some of our Facebook groups, and I've decided to use this podcast as a platform. So if anyone has any spirit work you've done, and that spirit did their job and manifested something for you to your liking, and you're really happy about it, drop me a line, magic, M-A-G-I-C-K at randomillusions.com. Tell me the name of the spirit, and just one sentence or so as to what that spirit did for you that you had asked to have manifest, what manifested. You don't really need to go into details or anything, and I never use more than just a person's first name. So our first one, we're going to call this listener bulletin board because we're going to post this like a bulletin board. So the first one, uh, Harold. Harold wrote in. Um, he wants to give public praise to Tree. Harold got some very unexpected and very delightful attention from a very lovely lady that made him feel incredibly attractive, and he is just on cloud nine. So hail Tree! And for myself, I would like to say hail to Eromenis, and this is for all of the lottery games that we've been winning. Eromenis is a spirit that works with some gambling type stuff and will help you bring in money that way. So, hail to Citri and hail to Eromenis. Way to go. What do we got? It's time for a tea tag. Let's draw our tea tags. I like doing these tea tags because I like to see how we can apply it to the topics we're talking about. Magic. Empty yourself and let the universe fill you. That could be very magical. 
Let the universe fill you. Be fill, filled with magic, right? Isn't that awesome? All right, fortune cookie slip. Let's get a good one. Everyone put your energy towards pulling a good one. Even though this is pre-recorded. Don't pursue happiness. Create it. There you go. And for you lucky number lottery players out there, get your pencils and paper ready. 11, 17, 24, 33, 41, and 49. And I need to go back into the show notes of everything. I've been keeping a hold of all these slips for each episode, and I'm going to start adding them back into the show notes as a way to log them so I don't lose them or anything. All right. I think that's all I've got for today. We will pick up next week. Time just flies when you're having fun, and I'm having a lot of fun with my new microphone and my new coffee mug. Well, it looks like the giant dog is passed out, so I'm going to have to collect him off the floor. He is a little bit tired. I've been teaching him how to play patty cake, so uh, I think his arms are tired. And, and that's no joke. I have been teaching the giant dog how to play patty cake. It's a kick in the pants. He gets a, a kick out of it. He gets cookies for that. So anyway, have a great week. Keep a smile on your face. Keep that bounce in your step. Keep practicing your magic. And I will see you in a week. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for sticking around after the show. Oh my gosh, so many changes and so many things to tell all of you about. We are officially in rerun mode. What does that mean for you? Well, hey, if you listen on your favorite podcast app, nothing is going to change. You will always be able to go back and listen to your favorite episodes and guest spots anytime you want, just as you always have. Again, nothing will change for those of you that use your favorite podcast app. Next, the website will change a little bit. It will change to www.podpage.com random illusions, or you can listen directly off the host site, www.randomillusions.buzzsprout.com. Links are now in every episode show notes. Check it out. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash GOST radio, twitter.com slash GOST radio. If you love YouTube, don't forget to subscribe to the Random Illusions podcast YouTube channel the GOST Radio YouTube channel, and TikTok. Don't forget to follow us there. Links are down in the show notes. Exclusively for the listener base of Random Illusions, Tim and I are going to continue our coffee.com divinations. Just let us know if you want a rune reading by Tim or a tarot reading by Shasta and what your question is. Give us about two business days and we will respond with a thorough answer to your question, giving you some insight and maybe a little inspiration as well. If you would like to follow Tim and I as we jump into our new leadership roles and all of the new projects we are presenting and working on, don't forget to hit us up. Facebook, privately, Tim Cheesebrow, Shasta Michaels, Random Illusions, or just shoot us an email at magic, M-A-G-I-C-K, at randomillusions.com. 
and we will send you links as to where you can keep tabs on all of our future endeavors and adventures. And hey, you may want to get involved yourself. You never know. All right. Keep your eyes and ears peeled. We will be announcing when we will be back. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.